in my one of my classes, we've been learning about dystopias and utopias. And I saw a very, very funny post on Tumblr that someone created where it was a mashup dystopia where they took Blade Runner and Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. And the quote was, just got my Voight Kampf test at Claire's Bestie. So the question I'm asking (laughs) is what two worlds would you mash up together to create a new, more horrific dystopia? Oh, no. Because I just really like the idea of a saccharine world of yeah, saccharine dystopia of just rainbows and Claire's aesthetics and limited twos and then also robots and androids that want to kill you. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and weird Orientalism just sprinkled throughout. As a garnish. Mm-hmm. Just, just a nice crumble. Mm-hmm. On top. <laughs> It's just a really brings of the, racism. Brings it, mm. brings it all together. Oh. I'm like, it's too early. I haven't had enough sleep. There's no way I could even think of it. And my brain's like, oh, how about these two things? It's like, <laughs> what? That's so weird. That Perfect. Oh, lay it on us. What is us. it? Okay, so the, this is just my brain going, data requested, two files found, execute program <laughs> request. So apparently my brain will do all that stuff uh, even when it's not functional. That's... Good job, brain. Isn't the brain a marvelous thing? It's okay. marvelous. Beautiful. The first things that got put in my mind, and I'm going to have to find a way. These are just the names. So as far mm-hmm. as the concepts are still uh, not solid. Okay. Logan's Run. <laughs> and then like Wreck-It Ralph Sugar Rush World. Uh, I'm like. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, how did that happen? You like. <laughs> King Candy comes to get you when you turn like what twenty one. Um, oh my goodness! And maybe the racers try to escape. Oh to yes! Like people oh. have been uh, um, the refugees are hiding out in other games, but it's not just the simple like going through the the strip plug. Um, but there's like more more horrific things, but also oh. like the robots are either candy or coming from other video games. So it's going to have like that nostalgia feel, but also like, hey, if they catch you, you're going to be deleted. Okay. Ah, ah. I love this. Two things. Angle. I kind of want to watch that. Right. I'd, okay. I'd watch that movie. Okay. So one, that's the movie I was named after, Logan's Run. Nice. Really? Yeah, wow. I, was, I was legitimately named after Logan. <laughs> really? Don't worry, so I made awesome. it to 31, so I... I That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't die according to the rules. Um, and then two, what if Angel, the age cutoff for all of the video games where the King Candy gets you, is the ESRB rating? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, thank you for filling in the blanks. It was just the names that popped in, not like the concept of how they were going to mesh together. That's perfect. Oh, you're in Sonic and you're 13? Death. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody's little gem is something different from maybe the different games. It's like, it's like a gem. <laughs> your your what, the little rings are different colors. Oh, nice. I it's love a good it. merchandising mm. opportunity right there too. Oh, absolutely, mm. which adds to the dystopia. Which just adds to the dystopia. Element. I'm still green. <laughs> All you My folks brain... that haven't watched it yet, uh, yeah, Wikipedia, Logan's Run, or mm-hmm. watch some clips on YouTube or yeah, yeah. wild associated thingies. Yeah, if you're a fan of Logan's. <laughs> Go watch Logan's Run. Was that one based on a book? I'm sure it was. I think it I've was. I've always wondered about or that. Or like a short story, I think. I got to read it. I remember when I first watched it, it was like, what in the world? I think I'd watched like Soiling Green for the first time, and it came up on the next, hey, you should watch this. I'm like, what is this? It's like, oh, look at their hair. This looks horrible. 
awesome. I want to keep watching mm-hmm. it. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, yes, so it is based cool. off of a book. It is. And the cover art is the wildest shit I've ever oh. seen. What, I really? just sent it in the, well, in say, the Google Which chat. one are you looking at? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That's wow. That, okay. that woman is wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> How yeah. can you look at the bathing suit when he has a sphincter on his hand? That he you has know, that's butthole fair. hand, <laughs> butthole palm, jaundice arm, and sexy Baywatch lady. Yes, that is a Baywatch bathing suit. <laughs> that, that is, is <laughs> very funny. My brain did a similar thing w- as Angels, where like it just grabbed the first two things. Like it went dystopia, bloodborne, and then. Mm-hmm. For mashup to make it weirder, I was. It's either Lisa Frank or yes. Mario, oh, absolutely. And I think either <laughs> nice. one makes it awful because imagining all these like horrid eldritch creatures um, in a Lisa Frank or Mario style is a- actually quite upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like cleric beast, but but a lot bouncier and <laughs> love it. You can yeah, really see those upsetting. tentacles because it's no longer dark. <laughs> Everything's yeah. very well defined. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> very similar situation over here. I, I just, you know, data, data requested. And here's, here's what you got. Uh, pulled the little, pulled the lever and two random items came out. <laughs> and yeah. we've got from, from me, Rainbow Bright Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, mind blown. Someone write this fanfic. I will I will personally pay for this. I really, 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 really want this <laughs> so badly. Oh my god. I uh, love that, that or a My Little Pony's Hunger Games. I would do I would do go for that Ooh, one too. Oh, that's like- better. My little pony Hunger Games. Yes. Oh, Dang, this got dark quick. <laughs> that's that's way better. Uh, the only thing because it's Christmas time and then uh, for some reason uh, when Angel was talking about Logan's run it keyed in uh, The Running Man uh, with, oh. by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and there's Running Man is such a stupid movie <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid movie but I love it but it's like that with any Christmas and I was thinking it's Christmas time <gasps> for us recording and then I was like Charlie Brown's Christmas oh the my peanuts, god or the Muppets running oh, man with the Muppets yeah. there we go yes, the Muppets. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Grinch <laughs> the Grinch did pop in there too yeah. but I was no just like, the one with Jim Carrey is already dystopic enough for me it's already <laughs> it's already weird that's it doesn't true. need like, need anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a uh, Muppets Christmas t- Tale Running Man is oh, my uh, yeah. is my story. Oh, oh Dustin, that's excellent. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. let me give you my answer. Yes, and please. it's inspired by again a photo I saw on Tumblr that someone created, but I couldn't get it out of my head. So it's Dune. So so the picture was Dune, and it was a giant sandworm, but they photoshopped Laura Dern's head to just be the sandworm head, and so it just said Dern. So my mashup is Dune with Big Little Lies. So it's just a bunch of Monterey upper crust white women running around Uh the world of Dune and making it worse somehow. 
Lord. We need to do all of these on Neural Blender because I just found out somebody absolutely <laughs> did do Lisa Frank Bloodborne already. Oh my goodness. God. In Neural Blender. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and it looks exactly how I imagined it. I like that. <laughs> Wait, Angel, mark this down to post this too. <laughs> okay. um, that is, that's awful. Lisa Frank. I'm horrified. Uh, I just Googled My Little Pony slash The Hunger Games, and someone did a YouTube series. Oh, uh, my God. Where they get the My Little Pony, <laughs> they have the My Little Pony toys, and then they make a Hunger Games plot with them. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Thank goodness people are as effed up as we are. Did you know that there's like a Hunger Games simulator, like web-based browser, and you can just put in people's names and it'll like yes. do the whole story for you? I used to do that with drag yes. queens all the time. <laughs> my favorite was that one of the options for the characters would be like would, would it be like uh jiggly caliente fell over and died oh my god <laughs> i'm like wow what a way to go oh poor jiggly caliente <laughs> the pony games disgusting <laughs> uh, we've decided not to play rain of winter mm-mm. today and we'll yeah. be looking at these dystopian <laughs> We're just going to do this instead. I love it so much. (laughs) So, anyway. Anyway. Back to a different dystopia. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Is it really a dystopia? I don't think so. Uh, Where we last left you all, let's just do a little recap for book four since it's been a while. So, you all arrived in the hut. And when you woke up, you found yourselves in the garden. And after some tomfoolery around the, you all freed a treant. You fought a cat that was actually a stump that was alive. Pippa got swallowed and put into a pea pod. You met a dragon and her partner named Afrixes and Biscali. They took you through a war-torn valley full of Drakelin's army about to invade the Spurhorn. Uh, you met with the council and they, they, you guys worked out an agreement in order to uh, help them out in exchange for their two-headed eagle and some guidance into possibly where the other key is. You need to get the hell off this planet, uh, hopefully. And uh, the, an agreement for to, to defend against the upcoming battle, which is now in play. It mm-hmm. just started at the end of last episode. Uh, you all climbed a bunch of icy stairs to the western parapets where you see a frost drake fly overhead. It's followed by a bunch of cries of pain and you realize that the siege crews atop it are in trouble. Um, and when you get to the top, you see uh, the large the siege crews are unconscious and the, you see two triaxian, uh, Drakelin's triaxian barbarians hopping off. That's where you are, and let me bring up that map for you. I don't know about any of you, but Argentea has just been chilling in the middle of the fortress, and I just think it's really funny. <laughs> yep, and she's huge. Yeah, she's like humongous. She, a kaiju. <laughs> she's a kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> That's her final form is kaiju. Uh, Argent- <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, make it happen yeah. for me. <laughs> So just to give you some information about this, uh, 
the uh, Triaxian sun is giving very little light. So you, because there's a blizzard going on. And uh, so everybody has a 20% uh, concealment, include the enemies. You also do too. So anytime you have to roll 20%, anything above 20%, you're fine. Anything below, you have missed. There is also a minus four to perception checks and a minus four penalty on range attacks unless you have dark vision. And uh, the entire top of this parapet is covered with ice. So it is all difficult terrain. So unless you're a Braxis, that's it. What a happy camper he is. (laughs) Uh, And then finally, is it Argentea or is it Dragontea? Oh, we talked about this last time. It's Argentea still. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember. Uh, And uh, yeah. So everybody roll some initiative. Please be good to me. Be good to me. So I shit you not, this is how I started my rolls. 17, 18, and 20. Eh. Uh, uh, today Most of they're not attacks. It's cool. I was oh say, it's like, I'd rather you have them on initiative than attacks. <laughs> That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braxis, what'd you get? I got a 28. All right. <laughs> the roll 20 deities were smiling upon my initiative. Pippa... Pippa, what'd you get? Oh, good old Pipster got a 19. Hey, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Above average. She did okay. I rolled a five for a Still lower than Dustin, but still. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going last. Yeah, Manette. 17. Oh, God damn it. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Bayani. I mean, I'm only a plus seven. I can't go first. I'm a plus one. You hear Commander Faramal update. We must protect those siege weapons. If they go down, then they can. Then it leaves an opening. Stop those. Stop those creatures before they finish it off. And so that is your goal. The two barbarians that have gotten off the Drake are moving towards the first set of siege weapons. Um, and let's see who's first, though. Not. Abraxas, you are first by one. So why don't you tell oh me what my. you're going to do there? So coming up at the top of the stairs, uh, it is a wonderful blizzard going on. It just feels so great. Uh, hair rustling in the in the breeze. And it's time to defend these, these, um, these battlements. So what Abraxas will do, having absolutely no problem walking on ice although messing up with these little you should see him walk on ice walking on ice it's, the ability is actually called ice walker which is pretty nice we'll we'll move up as far as he can which is a total of 80 feet to get closer to where the attackers are so you know he gives everybody a big toothy grin all right Let's do this. And then charges into the storm. Clank, 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 clank. Um, although I'm picturing some of his claws like out of like the boots, uh, kind of like Toph, you know, pushing her, her feet out of the shoes <laughs> in Avatar The Last Airbender to get some purchase as well. And that's as much as he can do going, you know, full, full movement this action. All right. 
that ends Apraxis's turn, and so it is the two barbarians' turn, and they both both move up to the first two siege weapons, and they are going to attack them. What? Uh, that's a miss, <laughs> and that's a hit. So, fight uh, me, cowards! I'm gonna the the basically the rules are is these guys <clears throat> get three hits in on a siege weapon, and it's broken. So there's one one hit is done with this one. That ends those two's turn, and then it is the Frost Drake's turn. The Frost Drake is going to have some fun. And let's see, we're going to activate its Vital Strike. Oh. You see it start to glow a radiant blue as it activates an item called Speed Surge, which four times a day, or no, excuse me, three times a day, it gets to basically do an additional move action, which brings it right down in front of everybody except for Abraxas, because nobody else has had a chance to have their turn yet. And it releases its breath weapon. Fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I have a hero point. What if as it's flying, this is what I'm proposing, as it's flying, heading there, and I see, I'm thinking it's going to come to me, and he's like, yeah, dragon fight! It's going past him. He's like, what in the... He takes his hammer, kind of like moves his cloak a little, and taps on his dragon armor because he's basically wearing the hide of a white dragon. It's like, hey, you're passing this up? Come on. I could use a helmet too. Maybe this was mom, sister, auntie. Roll me a... It wouldn't be intimidate. Let's see. Roll me a diplomacy check, I guess. Oh, all right. Let me. me I will get you a chance to do this. I will give you a bonus with because you're using a hero point. Okay, here's that's uh 23. All right, good job there, Abraxas. You have gained its ire, and it's it as it's <coughs> going midair. Instead of using its breath attack, it's just going to do a straight on attack at you. Ha ha! Nice. So I, I had to get rid of that hero point. <laughs> Couldn't, can't hang on to that. Can't nope, hang on nope, to the hero points. One, one hero point too many. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, those wings would have looked great on my back as a wonderful cloak. <laughs> mean. I like it. White really brings out the glint in my eyes. <laughs> Although the back of his body is like, oh, crap. <laughs> Why'd I do that? Why'd I do that? <laughs> okay. I don't think this is probably going to hit you, but does a 36 hit you? Oh, not really. Nope. <laughs> I put up my brand, my brand new shield is brilliant. It, it's, it's brand new right out of the package. So the silver and the gold is glinting. Uh, and I just raise it up like, right. Like, and it's just taking the brunt of the attack. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, and it's a flyby attack, so it will move past you, so you cannot get a response. So, all right, Pippa, you are up. It is your turn. Starting out good and stoked. Uh, Pippa is going to activate. Uh, you see, you see one of the jewels on her armband begin to glow as she uh, scoops up Argentea under one arm and grabs. I can bring all three of you with me. I'm trying to decide because yes, I have to be touching you. Whatever. Okay, she's she's gonna she's gonna like Manette grab Argentea and she's going to uh 
make sure that all three of us are touching the cat and then use Argentea's uh, dimension door ability <gasps> to nice, take nice. all of us uh, across to where the two barbarians are currently attacking the cannon uh-huh. ship. Wow, how uh, far does dimension door go? Pretty far. Really far. Damn, that's awesome. It's very far. Really, really far. <laughs> that's way better than what I was going to do. <laughs> uh, it can transport you uh, 400 feet plus an additional 40 feet per level. Dang. Yep. So I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. It's like, easy. What, two, 200 feet easy, away? easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right. So move you all that's selves like there. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that awesome. that counts as my standard action. Um, for my move action, because this is not a place that Pihippa wants to be. Um, <laughs> did you have to put me right next to the guy, Dustin? I just moved you over there. <laughs> I, I figure you rage yourself accordingly. Right. I yeah, say, I'm, yes, I definitely didn't. <clears throat> Pippa Arch- did definitely yeah. not uh, put herself right next to the barbarian. I believe you have to put yourself in the same... Like you have to arrive in the same area. You the same, yeah, sort of uh, layout. Okay, so I would say. Yeah. I was like, "Where's this? my?" Or yeah, there yeah. he is. Oh, in the same layout. Okay. And then Argentea yeah. was like, I was like here. And Argentea, I would assume, is behind you, not in front of everybody. So I, I wouldn't have. Uh, that that would not have been her preference. <laughs> yeah. We so yeah. Okay. So as Pippa's move action. Shevlin doesn't want to hang out in that area. I've got a uh, cloak of elven kind. The cloak of elven kind can reflect my surroundings. So if uh, Pippa draws the hood of the cloak up over her head, she can blend in with anything she is crouched next to. So she is going to... Okay, she's going to activate her jaunt boots uh, to take her another 15 feet and crouch behind uh, the crate, <laughs> the crate, the pile of crates that are near where the barbarians are trying to destroy the cannons. And then she is going to use her cloak of velvet kind to kind of like cover herself and hunch down behind them. Nice. And I'd also, I'd also like to make a stealth roll, Dustin, to see if I can be perceived. Roll that stealth roll. Okay, that's a thirty-one on my stealth. All right, that's a good stealth. Nine more, and you basically would be invisible. Uh, all right. <laughs> so that ends your turn there, Pippa? Yep, that will be it. I feel like I've done enough here for one round. Maneche, you are up. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to take a five-foot step and swing at this fool with my scimitar. Da-da-da-da. Uh, by the way, great use of that dimension door there, Abby. Thank yeah. you. That was pretty okay, slick. So 20% mischance. I got a 44, so we all good. Ooh, 19 on the die, which is a crit threat. Ooh, Ooh. Dun, dun, yes. Dun. Yeah, let's start this off strong, folks. Please, please, please let me crit. Um, What is my bonus? Okay, does a 25 hit? <laughs> A 25. Fingers crossed. We're at those levels where it's like, ugh, could it? Probably not, yeah. Yeah, I rolled very low. That does hit. (gasps) So that's a crit. Um, Okay. So I'll do that first, but hilariously, I rolled another crit threat after that. So Um, Uh, lean into the blow. Triple damage, but you drop your weapon. Aw, man. (laughs) I know, right? I was like, mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> All, All right. right. Okay. Uh, that freaking sucks. Right? Well, I have. Remember, we're always one more than what it says. So that's so time for damage. damage. Right. And oh, I always have wow. my gauntlet to punch with. So that'll be <laughs> fine, I guess. <laughs> Especially if I crit again. Um, okay. So. Oh, Jesus. All right. Wait, you so dropped your weapon or they dropped their weapon? Manette drops her weapon. Oh, for a crit hit? That's a, mm-hmm. that's a big old hit. Whoa. Okay. So eight times four is uh, 32. 28 is 60. <laughs> 60 from that. And then also um, when I crit, it does a fire thing. A flaming burst weapon deals an extra 1d10 points of fire damage on a successful critical hit. Right. Add an extra 2d10 of fire damage if it's times 3. And if the multiplier is times 4, add 3d10. Well, okay, obviously, yeah. Holy crap. So I'll add 4d10 fire. Oh, that's extra on top of on the top. 1d6. So hold on. Uh, that's going to be 75, 95. Ouch. That was a really good first hit. <laughs> 95 points of damage and I drop my I think so let me describe this yeah. now because I yes. that was like I, I was so lackluster about my crit I was like oh I critted cool and then I rolled 95 freaking points of damage so I should be more excited um, <laughs> so Minette yeah she literally she I mean she's huge so she it just it steps up to this guy hulking over him and I think she's backhand holding her scimitar and just slams it down into him um, and doesn't realize how hard she's doing it. Maybe because her size is still a little, she's still getting a little used to it. Uh, And it sort of jangles like, you know, when you um, something resonates through your arm and then you kind of let go in a shock. Um, I think the explosion of fire and that combined with that sort of like shock of hitting so hard jangle like really shoots through her bones and she just lets go of the scimitar as it like explodes in fire on this guy uh, and that's why she lets go of her weapon but um, okay <laughs> which is really sad because now I didn't get a crit threat because it was another 19 which doesn't count for my gauntlet but uh, or my shield bash actually which is what I'm probably going to do um, <sighs> yeah I will go ahead and do my shield bash which is not a very good weapon, but I did get a 19, so that's going to be a 34 to hit. Okay. And, um, God, retrieving my weapon is going to be annoying. Um, so 1d6 plus 5. Oh, wait, let me roll. Sorry, I forgot to roll miss chance. Okay, I got a 30. Uh, okay, six points of damage. After the 95, that feels really lame. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fine. Uh... (laughs) Oh my god, that's the most damage I've ever done. And I've been forgetting about my flaming burst. That's insane. Yeah, I've been forgetting about the flaming burst when I crit. (laughs) That was a wild amount of damage. (laughs) All right, uh, Bayani, you're up. What do you want to do? Okay, so I have a question about the siege weapons and the walls and stuff. Is there a gap in between the siege weapons and the open air behind it? What do you mean by gap? So, like, like I want to push him off the edge. 
Oh, oh, okay. no, no. They're pretty. They're pretty tightly protected pretty, around okay. the stone. Yeah. That was my question. Yeah, and the, those stone walls, those little the buttresses, I guess they would be, are probably about mm. five feet tall themselves. So uh, it would you would have to do some pretty significant move maneuvering to get them over those walls. And those walls are about five feet thick. <laughs> I am going to fly straight up into the air. <laughs> Because I'm constantly under the effect of fly. Um, And then I'm going to blast at the barbarian that she hits with a... We'll do wind. That makes more sense. And I have dark vision, so I don't have the um, minus to range. But I will do the concealment first. A 20 to hit? That does not hit. Ah, damn it. Okay. I think that's end of my turn, then. All right. Bionic just yells down, Oh, sorry, missed. Finish him off, babe. Abraxas, you started off trying to get a head start ahead of the game, and everybody kind of leapfrogged you. What are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, by the time he turned around, he was feeling pretty heroic. Um, Yeah. (laughs) He was being hurt. His heart did stop. He, again, he's... um, Oh, God. Olfin. So, you know, he really, from a young age, is... Yeah, let's fight a dragon. Let's fight a Lenorum. Mm, yeah, that's what'll make me king. You know, it's like <laughs> little pups play when they're younger. So it, it's one thing to keep his pack safe by, you know, getting the aggro, but also picturing this dragon coming at him. You know, he's all on his own. Like, I could picture his just heart beating. From, okay, yeah, I could do this. I, I could do this. And just having that shield save him. It's like, oh, God, I feel great. And then turning around to see, you know, his packs, like, what? Where'd they go? Oh, there they are. Um, um, So as he's reorienting on his pack, he's already in hybrid form, but just somewhere deep within him, he he doesn't know if it's the blizzard, the call of the mountain. He feels like his shift's not done yet, like his bones aren't settling. And almost instinctually, he kind of taps into that and his bones keep moving and he's already like Ooh. in one of his forms so they start crunching his his chest cavity starts expanding Ew. and it's super painful and before he knows it he every inch of his body's like on cold fire and he's looking around with these new senses and everything seems to be a bit smaller around him as he transforms into a huge beast. <gasps> yes! Oh, yes! yes! Probably everybody in this area hears it. Um, oh my god. I'm huge size, so I'm actually... Is Manette, Manette large Bro. size or also huge size? Yeah, I'm only large. I'm only oh, large. So what I'm is that? Bigger than Manette does and make holy that... Holy crap. <gasps> So this roar resonates on the top of the tower. His fangs are dripping with saliva that's almost crystallizing around his mouth. His large insect-like eyes are just looking everywhere, and these claws are just clack, 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 wake. They want to get a hold of something, and something instinctually inside of them... uh, kind of orients at one of the barbarians and he takes a big (gasps) and spits this um, line of frozen frozen saliva at the (laughs) 
barbarian closes by Yanni. Oh, and a huge god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And just so for is... our listening audience, so they can look it up, what is the what is what it has Abraxas turned into? Um, I have turned into an Ursika, so that is U R S I K K A. So you can, if hopefully you're a dri- sorry if you're driving, you'll have to just use your imaginations as a giant wintry spider creature thing with white, yeah, white fur. Mm-hmm. Um, for the party, I hate it. I've had this token <laughs> ready for how long now? <laughs> just a couple of for, weeks. For a couple of weeks, yeah. Uh, so I made a token of the creature to add in there. Uh, to, to surprise. Surprise! Surprise! Oh yeah, Angel and I went back and forth for a while for a monster, and I was like, I want something that actually scales with you that's not like just a one hit while well, you're at level 10. It's kind of cool, but eventually just stops being powerful. So we, we spent a lot of time finding something that would scale appropriately. And this is definitely mm-hmm. it. So, awful. And I'm I glad it has. With, yes, we have to do reactions to this. <laughs> nice. Yes, 100%. Gross. What I'm imagining is Manette hears all this happening turns her head and, the, and her mouth just falls open and the wind is like blowing her hair back as she and it sort of clears away enough snow that her like sleet or whatever is falling around them for her to see Abraxas's new form and she just goes yes and like bangs <laughs> her gauntlet on her shield like clang 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 and it's super loud resonating through as he's spitting that <laughs> oh, I love that they get gross attacks. So yeah, this is mm-hmm. a sixty foot line of frozen saliva. Nasty. So yeah, it's called spit. So that's a uh, twenty nine points of cold damage. It's twenty two reflex for half. It rolled a twenty three. So <sighs> so half of twenty nine. Fifteen points of damage. However, they seem to resist a bit of it. So uh, they did not take that full brunt of damage, but they did, did you know, stung a little bit. Just a tiny that bit. is so cool, Angel. Right? Yeah. I, this is amazing. Yeah. I'd like to imagine that after Manette starts banging her gauntlet, Bionni in the air just turns around and he just starts laughing. Party on, Braxis! Pippa is still doing her best to stay absolutely still to maintain her stealth, but she can see a little bit uh, from her position. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, her, she's doing her best not to move, but her shoulders are shaking like minutely of just like, of just like trying to hold in like her, uh, like laughter at Bayani and Manette's excitement. And then also just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just keeps pulling out new shapes. <laughs> right? Oh my god. I love that Bionni's the smallest attacker currently. I know! Yeah! <laughs> so that ends Abraxas' turn, I'm guessing. Yep. Oh, and this is native to Triaxia, so I'm mm-hmm. hoping the barbarians recognize how awesome I am. <laughs> They would normally probably, but they're enraged, so all they see is what's in front of them. So, uh, however, uh, first things, I need... Manette, I need you to roll me a fortitude save and a reflex save. Oh, great. Give me the fortitude first. You know, I always gotta say, I have fantastic saves. Mm. Uh, (laughs) 
and they're across the board. It's not like you have like a weak one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. God, I mean, I do have, have a slightly weak one, but it's still a plus twelve. So. Yeah, this is this is all this is a long shot, but I figured I'd give it a try. So a thirty-two on the fort. Okay. Um, and oh god, what's what are numbers? Uh, why can't I think? Twenty? No, sorry, thirty-one for the reflex. Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I did roll good. So. so the first thing that happens is you, this creature glares and then you like, you're looking into his eyes, but you don't see when it opens its mouth, uh, some spit. <laughs> it, this is apparently the spitting challenge. Hey, uh, how you? <laughs> I'm the only one allowed to do gross things around Fires here. out at you and, uh, you, you, you notice the green sludge of a poison that your body just completely does, ignores. However, followed by that is a acid breath upon you, and you are going to take half of 10d6 damage. So that you take half of 37 points of damage, and that hey. ends its turn. Uh, the other barbarian, it is its turn, and it's going to do the same thing with Bayani. So give me a fortitude save and then a reflex save there, Bayani. Can he reach me? Oh, uh, we're doing breaths, so yes. Yeah. Um, you said a fortitude. And oh, and I'm sorry. These breath weapons have cones, so actually you both take... Uh, you need to roll a reflex save as well for that first attack there. Okay. Uh, Not a reflex. fort. Nope. The, 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 that was a singular attack. Our focus. That was a 31 for reflex. Okay, so same thing. You take half a 37 damage from the breath weapon, and then you both need to roll a second... Re- well, first I'm going to have you... Bayani, I need you to roll me a fortitude save. Okay, yeah. and then you said a fortitude. Oh my god, 18. So this this green sledge just sparks out into you. A spit just sparks out of his mouth and onto you. You take two points of strength damage Whoa. from the acid poison. Oh my god. And then you need to roll me a reflex save. Oh, both of you need to roll me a reflex. Both you, but Nate, being out my honey and reflex, and both Bonnie. Well, Bayani and Manette need to roll me a reflex. Um, my luck be... did not hold. I only got an 18 on my reflex this time. Okay. My reflex is 25. Both of you take 36 points, additional points of acid damage as it both okay. wash over you at the same time. Uh, so neither of us made a reflex. Nope. Ah. And then to add insult to injury, along comes a Drake to hit you two as well with a flyby attack. Flyby. Oh, my God. Uh, so I need, roll, I need both need Bioni and Manette to roll me one additional. Six. God. so many. I was about to say, like, I, please, I, I need stuff. to catch up with my damage. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, I'm going to kill both of you oh now. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Manette and Bayani have a suicide pact. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, uh, not 20. So a 32. So both of you are going to take half of 34 points of damage. So that's 17 points of additional damage of ice damage. Five. Oh, that's ice. Okay, 17 minus 10. Yo, okay, seven points of damage that one. 73 hit points. <laughs> I would be there with you if I didn't have energy resistance acid, energy resistance cold, and then just basic damage reduction. 
So that was their turn, and they are now done. The triple threat is done. Pippa, you are up. You just saw your oh friends take boy. massive blasts of damage. Like so I, I did. I imagine you just see these two green acid sprays crisscross each other as they hit both of them, and then followed up by a blast of ice that kind of like freezes the mm-hmm. acid in spot, in spot and like on them and just sticks it on them. So. Pippa's decided to focus on the dragon because it seems like the threat that she can take care of more easily, despite the fact that watching her friends get sprayed with acid was horrifying. So she's hiding behind the crates, shivering a little bit with both the cold and also with just being uh, supremely frightened. But she's going to grit her teeth and get through it. And she begins the process of summoning the last remaining fireball out of her necklace of fireballs that she got in Artrosia. And it's the biggest one. It's the most powerful one. She's been saving it for a rainy day. This seems like a good moment. And she's going to fling it towards the frost dragon as it completes its pass over Minette and Bayani. And she's going to, Dustin, for your reference, um, since the, the, the fireball has a, a 20-foot radius and it's only about 15 feet above Manette and Bayani, she's going to she's gonna pop it about 10 feet a, a leg higher than okay. well, the dragon. Technically, so that it doesn't flying. So oh, how high is right Bayani flying? We're just gonna assume you're gonna throw the fireball where it doesn't hit. Like I, I where it won't hit my, there's, my there's enough areas you can throw it where it won't hit that I don't need to we don't need to specify. Okay, we don't need to prevent we don't need to figure if, it out. If it was a tight room, there would be questions, but this is an okay. open area, so great. Well then so she's gonna hurl it at the frost dragon, and I am going to use a hero point to give myself my sneak attack die on this. Yeah. Saved it for a rainy day, and it's yeah. so rainy, it's a blizzard. So it's let's... so rainy, it's a blizzard. <laughs> so what's my reflex save? So this this fireball is DC DC eighteen. All right. Uh, and let's see. I rolled a six plus ten is sixteen. So that is a failure. Damn it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Our <laughs> bus is like, damn it. Damn it. I, I got for a second. I thought I thought that there was going to be. I, I forgot that I'd said eighteen and not sixteen. So in my brain, I was like, oh man, meets and beats. That sucks. But no, that's actually great for me. It's a sixteen. You failed. Congratulations to me. Uh, <laughs> How much damage is that? Uh, well, that is uh, just you know. So that's twenty points of damage initially. And I have four sneak attack die. So let's go ahead and do in another 4d6 for an additional 12. Ow! So altogether, altogether, that's 32 points of fire damage. Altogether, that is 42 points of damage. Because it yes! Is fire. Uh, <laughs> so good first opening salvo there, Pippa. Um, what happens to the dragon? Describe it to me as the fireball goes off in its face. What catches it off guard is you see an opportunity because as the acid is blowing across Manette and Bayani, it you aim the fireball just in a way that it catches off of the vapor of the acid, which helps light it up even more. And it just pushes in waves over the fro- frost drake and making it even exponentially more damage from that. That's how you got your sneak attack in. <laughs> nice. Uh, I like that. Thank you, Dustin. Very nice. good. Manette, you up, my friend? What's up? 
Minette is going to five foot step back, and since it's a free action, she slams her shield into the ground, allowing a, a little barrier to erect in front of Pippa um, with the little hole for you to fire through. So you, oh. you have your little fortress. Uh, nice, thank you. <laughs> just to cover you up. And then after she slams it into the ground and then raises it high and it starts glowing the symbol of Kepri on the front. And then also her eyes and hair and body start glowing with golden <gasps> light because um, I have, what was it called? Super Saiyan? <laughs> nice. No, it's, I mean, I wish. It's more, it's a, so I have a divine bond um, with an Agathian. So I'm using it to increase my healing. Um, and with selective channeling, I will be excluding the dragon and these two men uh, <laughs> as I release a burst of healing energy. And Bayani and I receive 22 hit points back. Woo! Thank you. Very nice. Oh, my um, God. I accidentally did that lethal damage. <laughs> I've done that before. I kill you. <laughs> it turns out Bayani was on Burn. Your heels burn me. And then I'm going to use a move action to reach out and grab my sword. I don't know if, because I have reach, I can grab, but I don't know if, you know, me putting my arm in his zone. I'll, that's up to you, Dustin, if he gets an attack of opportunity from me trying to grab my sword from over Yeah, there. I'm going to say he's going to take that attack of opportunity. Uh, All right. So let's see. That's a critical threat. Oh, really? <laughs> On my arm. You're going to cut my arm off. (laughs) Don't give me ideas. Uh, Does a 27 hit you? Uh, Exactly. Yep. Oh, okay. Give me that critical hit card there. Uh, Is this a slash? uh, It is a bastard sword, which is slashy. Okay. uh, Double damage. Oh, sorry. Knockback. Double damage and target is pushed 1d6 squares directly away. (laughs) <laughs> this is going to oh, be God. fun. <laughs> okay. So, uh, first off, let that. me roll the Do damage. I still get my sword, by the way? Can I still say I have my sword again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that's fine. Okay, so you take seven points of damage. He uses the sword and kind of at the same time uses his to, to stab into you, but at the same time he uses his shoulder into the shield to knock you back. As you get knocked back three squares, which there's an inner courtyard in the parapet with stairs going down. And as he pushes you back, you lose your balance and you start to fall back. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a fantastic Oh my God. Wow, already? Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't get enough of the FW Crew, crew we recommend connecting with our fantastic community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of FWP? We produce two other actual play podcasts, Far Beyond the Stars, our space opera featuring the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path, and we are fully into Season 2. Uh, or you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Greatest Show on Earth, featuring the Pathfinder 2 Extinction Curse Adventure Path. To find more about that podcast, join today at fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin Prime, your pusher of minutes. You can find me at Dustin Alexander no. on oh. Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. You know, time flies when you're kicking ass and having fun and getting your ass kicked and, you know, stuff like that. Forgetting your forgetting your soup bonuses, as I <laughs> recently discovered. It's good times all around. Uh, you can find me thinking about those and other random things uh, at, at Twitter or on Instagram at Bonanza Famine. 
This is Angel Monstrous Size Abraxas. Uh, you can gush over my cool new form uh, <laughs> at Espinoza916. Uh, this is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. And this is Logan. You can find me at Mainman08. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hawkinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for your sound effects and music. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and sp- spread the words to friends and family you think will enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Clong! 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 The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. That would be a really good mashup, actually. Godzilla with like My Little Pony or Godzilla. I did think about Godzilla and something. Yeah. Godzilla and Care Bears. Oh, that would be great. Care Bears stare off of a Mm -hmm. (laughs) Godzilla Garfield. Oh, God. Godzilla Garfield. (laughs) Garfield anything. (laughs) Lasagna. (laughs) I hate Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) He's so brutal to John.